0: Where I really turned the corner was an event that you wouldn't think would make you turn the corner. Um, I was running the Boston Marathon two years after Phil was killed. I had finished 26 miles. I was running in April. I was honoring Phil um, and the life that he had. I could see the finish line. I was one stoplight from the finish line. I was chasing down my finish line. The first bomb went off. Um, as I'm processing what that bomb is, the guy next to me says, are they doing cannons at the finish line? And I'm thinking to myself, they don't do cannons at marathons, and certainly not for four-hour marathoners. <laughs> um, and as I'm thinking about the second bomb went off, and I fled from my life, I ran, and I don't, I can't remember anything, but I found myself cowering under a table in a dump and store, about a half a mile from the finish line. And I was terrified and all of the nightmares and all of the sights and smells and all of those things meshed with Bill's death. And it was a really dark place, but I got angry. And I said, I cannot let terrorism take any more from me. I simply can't. They've already taken, terrorism has already taken Bill, and terrorism seeks to destroy lives, main human spirit. And in that moment of, Deciding to fight to thrive versus just survive. And that's a key thing. So initially in your storm, you're breathing through it one second at a time, one minute at a time, one hour, one mile, one marathon at a time. A marathon is 26.2 miles. I've done 208 of them. And there's never one of them I haven't wanted to quit. I know it's going to hurt more tomorrow and more the next day. But I also know that if I look only at the step in front of me, I can get there. I might get lost, I might fall down, I might need to talk to a friend, I might need to um, take a rest, but I can get to the finish line or to a place where I know I can do it. And so the Boston bombing um, put me at that place. Um, Up until that point with Phil's death, I had just, the first year I was largely really numb. The second year was a lot harder than the first year because I knew that forever was a long time then. And I was trying to figure out everything. And um, people had all sorts of ideas of how I should be doing it. And it didn't mesh or in line with the way I thought I should be grieving or the way I wanted to go forward. And so with the Boston bombing, I, I basically started tagging thrive versus just survive. I cannot live in fear anymore. I've got to figure out a way be happy again and happiness is a choice and it's not something that you can force but it is something that you can um you can um you can work towards you can make decisions for and um by the way i have low battery
1: (laughs) Um, i'm I'm getting there too i'm at uh 17 mine, but my my computer uses my mic and my i use my cell phone as a camera so because it's hd Oh. The downside is, I don't have a battery charged. <laughs> charging, so. But um, Linda, what I want to ask you though about the the Boston bombing, um, when it when it clicked to you, like you know, hell no, I'm tired of, I'm tired of living like this. I can't live my life in fear. You got your husband. Down? You got your husband on your mind. You're living for your husband. You want to make him proud, right? You know what he would appreciate you I know, do. the a type of, uh,
0: for more.
1: Yes. That goes through your mind. It fuels you. It fires you up okay. to say no more. I'm not living like this. Did it I click did. in that moment or did it click a day later? When did that oh, clicked, hit you? It
0: clicked, it clicked in that moment. I wrote a, I wrote a blog that went viral like over a half a million hits.
1: Wait, and you, did you write it that day? I did. Holy cow.
0: And it was basically, I'm not letting terrorism take any more from me.
1: And that was it. That was it. There was a new Linda that day.
0: There was a new Linda that day. And so everything I've done since that time is to look for ways to live beyond my fears. And one of the ways I've done that is I went back and ran my 100th marathon, taking back my Boston Marathon finish line. And I was terrified. Every time I hit the Boston um, finish line area, I know it. My body takes over. All those embedded memories come back. Um, I, it was supposed to be the great, um, I did the great wall of China as my first, um, continent, um, that I hadn't lived there, something totally outside of my comfort zone, but I'm running a marathon on all seven continents, carrying a full American flag across the finish line. And the reason why I'm doing that is I'm taking back every corner of my world from living in fear. And, you know, it's not taking any more from me. They may take my life, but they're not taking me. And that's
1: wow, Linda, uh, you're a warrior.
0: But those are those choices that we all have. You know, you can't change the cards you're dealt with. you can choose how you want to play them. And maybe it doesn't look like the way I'm choosing to play my cards, but I cannot live in fear anymore. And people don't understand. I have family members that don't understand, and it doesn't matter. It's not about their journey, it's about my journey and what works for me. And that trusting yourself. The choices that we don't talk about in resiliency, but there is an element of choice in resiliency, and we should be talking about it. And making, um, trusting yourself is the biggest part of that, and even more than that, um, I don't want to
1: just survive; I want to thrive. And I was.